the T-Rex of political talk. Alex Jones on the GCN Radio Network. Well, they got the government running around saying, have a weak supply of food, you know, because the Al-Qaeda is going to nuke us. That's not the real threat. The threat is the military-industrial complex staging some type of nuke attack. And believe me, they may do it. The economy could implode. That's already starting to happen. I don't want that to happen. I fight against that happening. That may not happen. Speaking of somebody who's prepared, he's up in the outback of Canada. He lives off a of wood-burning stove out in the country, but he's got a website. We've got links to it up on InfoWars.com. He's Alan Watt. Meant to have him up for an hour and a half, but this hit piece news broke. And so we're talking about that, but I want to get him back up in the next few weeks for a full two hours. Alan Watt, uh, tell us again a little bit about your background, and let's get into this whole Hearst Publishing thing and, and media manipulation, because you're well-versed on that. Yes, I've been following the history of these characters that give us our perceptions and that's the whole thing uh, perception just becomes reality for the general public uh, they don't imagine that they're being lied to on a daily basis every day of their lives by the major media and yet you go into the histories of these medias especially the Hertz and, and other families these are the, guy, the guys who helped start wars by saying it, it, it was already underway nothing was really happening they did that with the, with the American Spanish War and Hertz sent his men down there to to see what was happening, nothing was happening. He says, "Well, make it happen. Just write about it. Say there's a war started, and that's how the whole thing started." Next thing you know, the, the American uh, citizenry was all gung ho for it, thinking it's really happening. So they, they created a war, uh, a fictional war to begin with. Yeah, they wrote stories about how the Cubans were raping all the women and right. atrocities and camps, and mm -hmm. and then finally blew the battleship up, and that got things going nicely. Oh yeah, so th th this is nothing new to them. If people could just understand that major media has always been in the business of controlling the minds of the populations, they begin to catch on. But they've been trained over the last 30 years especially. Now, Zygmunt Brzezinski went into this whole process when he said in his own book, uh, uh, The Great Chessboard, The Grand Chessboard, and uh, Between Two Ages, he said shortly the public will be unable to reason for themselves they'll only be able to repeat what they've learned on the previous night's news. Well, that's happened for most people. Uh, they cannot imagine they're being lied to on such an incredibly grand scale, even though Goebbels, the, the propagandist for Adolf Hitler, uh, said when you're going to tell a lie, you tell the biggest lie possible. Well, I use this example a lot because it's simple. The, both the chairman of the House and Senate Armed Services Committees do not know the difference between a Shiite and a Sunni. Yeah. So, I mean, the general public can't even find these countries on maps. They can't. Uh, I watched that on a, a so-called newscast not long ago, and they were asking the average American where these countries were, and a, a few of them were actually pinpointing Australia. So that's where they thought... Oh, yeah, I saw that video. They thought that was at where Al-Qaeda lived, yeah. That's right. Uh -huh. So, you, you know, they have an ignorant population, easily led, easily manipulated, they're on a roll now. The whole thing is, is run through fear. Well, remember two years ago, everybody, or a year ago, when, when gas hit uh, 78 a barrel, they got mad? It's now almost $80 a barrel, and people yeah. don't even know what that means. The dollar's plunging at free fall speeds. I'm totally freaked out. And the average yuppie's just getting more yeah. nose rings. Well, it, it was funny because Donald Rumsfeld came on the news when the, when the, the oil went through or passed the $50 uh, barrel 
Mark, and he said the psychological ba uh, barrier has been broken. He said, don't be surprised to see if it double in the course of a year. The New York Times saying $100 a barrel. Folks, yeah. that's going to mean 5 to $6 a gallon, depending on where you live within a year. And that goes right along with, again, the Kyoto Accord. People better take note of this Kyoto Accord, where all the leaders have signed in to, to, to cut back all emissions. of. And all they say the... it's not just to form a taxation grid, but to blow out the middle class further in England, yes. Canada, and Western Europe, where we're so broke, we literally have to go into their system. We must go. That's, what, that's the whole thing. And then eventually, uh, to clear up the rural areas, they're going to tax them even more. And, and the new animal ID and premise society, they're doing the same thing in Canada with inspectors to shut you down? Yeah, and move you into these so-called habitat areas, just overcrowded cities, where there'll be no private property, according to the United Nations. There'll be no private property. Federal courts have now ruled if you live in housing, you have no Bill of Rights. Yes. Well, in Canada, I cannot uh, buy oil from my tank if I wanted to use oil heating. That's why I'm getting wooden unless I, I pay the government to inspect my premises and, and my old burner. And I told them where to go with it. Yeah. People have no idea, Alan, how vicious this elite is. How soon do you think on the timeline where they're at right now until they'll be doing just the huge mass exterminations? Uh, within the next two to five years, because they have to do something to keep this panic going, this change, this change thereafter. Uh, panic and change, get us all panicking. They'll direct the changes and where we're supposed to go. And uh, it's on a roll. Rumsfeld said something after 9-11. And these characters don't just talk off the top of their heads. It's all symbolic and occultic for the higher boys involved. He said this war might take 100 years. He didn't mean just I a remember. war with the Middle East. It was a war to change the whole structure and society of the world. It's a war on humanity. It is. It's a war on goodness. Uh, briefly, because, because I concur with your analysis, but I want to get your angle on it, how they revel in hurting innocents, how they have a kind of profane logic, and it is genius how they work things. They're ordered out of KO uh, system. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's well known in the, the higher sciences, even in ancient times, and Plato and, and others wrote about it, of how to change society drastically at the end of ages, as they call it. And, and how you must completely destroy all that was in order to make room for all that will be new. They're talking about a completely reorganized, structured society uh, coming from a caring society with some humanity or humanitarian uh, causes uh, being at the top of the list and changing it into a society of service, service to a world state. They opened the Club of Rome last year with uh, the prince uh, of... Um Jordan leading it, and of course they publicly say reduce 80% of the public, and he started with a H.G. Wells quote, and, and to paraphrase, I actually have it here on the stack, uh, maybe during the break I'll dig it out, uh, Alan, but he says in there, and I'm sure you're aware of it, he says, well, he said there was no morals, no compass, that we should be ruthless like the universe, and we should be. And so they say it's scientific that they're allowed to kill and murder and that it's a good thing, but I guarantee you, if they're the ones getting killed or murdered, they don't see it that way. Absolutely. These guys are psychopathic. They're inbred. And at the top of every country in the world, the, the, the people who've arisen there and become the aristocracy of all cultures and races tend to be psychopathic, to fight and claw and kill to get up there and hold on to power and, uh, and, and garnish all the wealth from the people below them. So we have inbred hereditary psychopaths that have formed a huge club 
They are the global elite. They all go over to London to get knighted, even the Japanese ones at the top. And, and a lot of the United States ones, that's what gets me. Uh, even the top gangsters want to get knighted by the Queen. Uh, it's quite an amazing thing to see how they all arrive at the top by clawing their way up and destroying many people to get up there. And then they want to get knighted by the Queen. That's their mark or their badge of honor being accepted into nobility. Right? Hal wasn't just made a knight. He was made a knight commander. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, of course, Papa Bush uh, got knighted and, and Kissinger got knighted. Also knight commanders. And, 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 and again, it, it, it's come out that the Queen actually owns controlling interest in most of the tabloids that are making fun of herself. She creates that artificial image of herself as a booby when, in reality, she's completely wicked. Uh, that's right. It, it's incredibly amazing to show... The, the, the royal family's propagandist team making propaganda movies about royalty and two or three years later they're allowed to expose how they did it and how it was all fictional they're so arrogant about it yeah and then you know, the average person says oh the queen's a joke she can't run anything and I'm like she produced all that she literally owns half of Canada, the oil. And every time I say that, I get an email going, that's not true. And then we have all the proof where she literally owns Australia, Canada, South Africa. <laughs> the blacks didn't get South Africa, folks. We'll be right back with Alan Watt to talk about a lot more, tell you about his website. Please stay with us. Folks, elites thousands of years ago learned about psychology, how to control civilizations. And then it wasn't about who could create the best art or who was the best craftsman or who knew how to plant crops the best. It was who knew how to manipulate and lie to people. And so we now have a synthesis and private guilds who guard this knowledge, private intelligence agencies. And they have a lot of occult trappings because they're so ancient. They've you know, vestigially kept all of that, but they, they also believe in it. And they are predatory. They revel in hurting us. They revel in being ruthless. Uh, just like a uh, killer whale might play with a baby seal before it eats it as it slings it about its head. And then we've been conditioned, though, a baby seal will run from a killer whale. We've been conditioned to hop right over to it so it can eat us at its leisure and then rip us apart in front of everyone and the baby seals run forward thinking it's mama. This is mind control. Alan Watt, you're up in Canada. Bush, uh, a few months ago, on C-SPAN, it's in my film Endgame coming out, says they're merging the North American Union with Europe. They say we're now merging. They're already merging that, and we can't even get Americans and Canadians to know when we have the SPP documents that they're merging them. They just say it's all lies, all lies, and about 30 40% of the public still buys it. The rest know it's happening, but still just get caught up in arguing with the denial. Uh, that's mind control, isn't it? It is mind control. Uh, been very, it's also legalistic. They, they legally tell you what they're doing, and then you have the media coming on and almost uh, drifting you back off into the irrelevant little stories. And people think, well, things are at least still normal. Uh, and so they're in a form of, uh, they, are, they are under mind control, there's no doubt. Yeah, they introduce it to Pavlovianly acclimate you to accepting, and then at the same time come in and deny, which psychologically creates it where you like the media. The government tells you Al-Qaeda's going to get you, and then the media says, oh, no, it wasn't a real threat. Uh, they were just warning you everything's okay. Or Bush will say Al-Qaeda's going to hit, and then the next day say, no, it isn't a threat. So, oh, he scares you, but then he also comforts you. Yeah, it puts you in a form of dissociation. You're dissociated with reality. And because it seems so confusing, that is personal to simply close down to that and put it out of their minds. 
and carry on as, as usual. That's a, that is a psychological process. But, 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 but Alan, it's so obvious to me, it's so obvious to you, it was obvious to me just growing up, and then I read history books, and there it was. Is, is there something with, wrong with us, or is, is there something different with us and, and, and those millions of people out there that instinctively, organically, uh, are almost immune to this? I think, personally, because I, I do know that they did intentionally give everyone uh, inoculations which were meant to target specific areas of the brain beginning around the 1950s. This is documented uh, to, to, to kill off the higher levels of, of, of thinking. They wanted a passive population that were going to bring through incredible changes, but not all of us got affected the same way, uh, so there's no doubt about it. Um, some people have lost their ability to reason, and uh, these are critical thinking abilities which you need for survival. Yeah, they've been purposes. given chemical lobotomies. You're literally talking to zombies. Yeah. And you were mentioning earlier about uh, leadership qualities amongst the people. Well, the reason they gave the Ritalin, for instance, to children, mainly young males, was to knock out those who had potential leadership qualities. They didn't want well, everybody right. knows when you go pick a puppy for hunting, you generally want the male puppy that's the most, uh, not even aggressive, but the most hyper. Yes, absolutely. Same thing with racehorses. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with, with people, young boys who are intelligent and got lots of energy and ask questions. Showing, uh, in fact, asking questions is when they put you on Ritalin, disrupting, it's that leadership, yes. That's what they're after. Yeah, they said a long time ago they'd have to, to eradicate those with leadership qualities to bring up a whole world population through massive changes. And that's what they've been doing. It's been warfare on us all. Well, notice how in the name of liberalness, too, they say, oh, no more valedictorian, no more dodgeball, uh, no more uh, rewarding excellence. They want us to be just this mindless group of kind of green-skinned minions. We're all one, you see. Yeah, we're all one. <laughs> yeah. And Alan, plug your website right now. It's cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And the European site is also alanwattsentinel.eu, where you can download transcripts of my talks in other languages. Yeah, you're smart to have a mirror site, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. These days you have to. Yeah, give, us, uh, give the websites again. It's uh, cuttingthroughthematrix.com. I also have other ones, uh, cuttingthroughthematrix.net, etc. Does that ever frustrate you that... That, I mean, you have this, because I know I do, this, this burning desire to warn people. And, and a lot of times you can't, there's nobody home. They're just glassy-eyed zombies. They are, and they've been brought up again with televisions from day one. The, the fiction on television, which is constantly programming them through fiction, uh, that becomes the reality. And they cannot tell hard fact from reality anymore. It's all one big mushy thought in their head, this whole reality they're living in. In fact, often the characters on TV are more real than their next-door neighbors. Well, they say that's their friends. Yep. Mm -hmm. They have little relationships with the television. And, and oh, it's all about making you feel inadequate, powerless. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's sick. Stay there, Ellen One. We're on the march. The Empire's on the run. Alex Jones and the GCN Radio Network. Pienso que un sueño parecido no volverá más. Él me pintaba las manos y la cara de azul. Y de provisa le viento la vida me debo. Y me hizo volar al cielo infinito. 
Coming out in the next few hours by Paul Joseph Watson at PrisonPlanet.com. More reports at JonesReport.com. Coming out in the next few hours as well. Watch those spaces for key information. Our guest is Alan Watt. Links to his website up on InfoWars.com. It's what we do. We bring you the leaders, the people that have the info, the people that, that we can tell are pure of heart and have the right spirit in this fight. And we try to give them a platform to reach a wider audience. And we always hope in turn that they magnify our work as well. It's through that synergy. Uh, that we can uh, move forward against the New World Order. Alan, there's so many examples of this control. But take a police officer who's been told, you've got to guard society, you've got to manage the people. That's what they tell them now in Canada, the U.S., England. You've got to mind them like they're children. I want the cops to know. I mean, they'd give you the shots with the mercury. And by the way, they didn't take it out, they increased it. And then Bush, when they tried to t take it out in Congress, vetoed it and said it stays in. And then we got studies written, and we've got Julian Huxley and all the rest of them, uh, Bertrand Russell. These are people that set everything up today, saying they were going to use mercury to brain damage you. They've done studies 80 years ago. They knew it attacked the cerebral cortex, you know, the key areas where they believe, you know, consciousness rest, where it integrates all the rest of the data from the brain. Uh, Alan, I mean, can you speak to the police, the military, people who have been conditioned? And, and 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 just hear us and just don't. I mean, when when the government got caught buying billions of dollars in fake news, and it turned out the very people bought to go put out fake news were saying, well, martial law is the next step, and the police state's good, and they're putting transponders and inspection stickers from Missouri to Texas to start the taxing of the roads. The people don't want it. Government doesn't ask now; they just do it. I mean, on one side, I mean, just speak to those points I'm raising. Well, what they've created is, again, is this, see, they understand tribalism. And when you create a dysfunctional society, and that's what we have at the moment, it's dysfunctional, intentionally so, through, through incredible indoctrination and the creation of dissatisfaction throughout society and families, etc., who have been under attack for a long time, people still crave this, this cohesiveness of a form of tribal nature. And so they bring these guys into the military or the police and they, use, they bolster, they give them all those tribal uh, outlets for those tribal instincts to bond until they see themselves as almost a separate species. And that's the key. They start attacking the family, and I read in the 20s and 30s and 40s. I mean, I have textbooks right here at UT. I have textbooks in England. They say, we're going to take the true tribe of the family away. We're going to turn men and women against each other. We're going to create modern feminism. We're going to do all this. Margaret Sanger, the eugenicists, they all created. And then we're going to give them the state as their new tribe, just as 1984 says. Go ahead. Yes, and if you go back into, see, all these guys, uh, Russell, etc., and H.G. Wells, H.G. Wells was writing on behalf of uh, this elite as a propagandist in the late 1800s, even. Uh, he and he recruited. says this. He says this. Yeah, he was recruited by, by uh, Huxley's grandfather, Sir Thomas Huxley, who was a professor at the university there. And each member of, of, the, of the propagandists that were recruited were given a red tie for revolution, their revolution, you see, funded and chartered by, by the royal family. They were chartered to exist to do this job. And Wells was writing about the creation of what they called free love back in the late 1890s. 
So this is not a new thing at all. He said we must destroy the family unit to bring in the scientifically controlled society. And now I look at it, I look at the general public. Now, you see people who are aware, you can see it in their eyes, they still have that, that fire, that electricity. Look at photos from 100 years ago, black and white. Do you see how the photos stand out? There's this the energy that people were energized. They were, they were also ready to fight and die at that time. And, and, I mean, and I've seen old footage of people, you know, even serfs. There is an energy. And now I look at people, and it's like they have no souls. You see the dead eyes. And then I see evil people. They've got the electricity in their eyes that is evil servants and the people in control uh they see that we have elect uh, and i'm not trying to get kooky here folks i mean it. you can see the consciousness in the eye alan you want to talk to that yes uh again going back to to what we're talking about there with uh with the, the elites they all say every one of these authors say that plato's republic was the blueprint for their world agenda the republic was to be their utopia of a guardian class that owned the whole world and everything in it and everyone in it and the commoners would be called the it's not human and they would breed this is written 2300 years ago they would breed uh, the commoners to do specific tasks tall ones to pick apples and short ones to be miners and all this kind of thing by selective breeding and and they would also create a military class and then at the end, they said they'd bring in females into the military, and they would work alongside uh, doing the same work as the average soldier. And that's the big secret about positive and negative eugenics, and that's their term, is that when you actually read the writings, they say, we tell the public it's to make the race better, but actually we want to dumb people down. We want to hurt people. We want to make them, as Huxley wrote in 1932 in Brave New World. Mm -hmm. And also once they get inbreeding between the male and female military class, then you have a more permanent type of separate class over society again who also think they're superior this military class we see that already in police and military today they're, they're being taught drastically that they, they are different they are superior than the common civilians and and the power is going to their head and we're looking at hell coming shortly here because these characters are pretty vicious they see us as the enemy and they plan to let loose these characters on those who are speaking out. Well, we see so. now two of our listeners, actually three, separately, at two different events. Uh, the cops came to their home and said, I'm under military orders to arrest you, and beat the daylights, choked one of them, busted the window out, and then charged them with that, even though there were witnesses that, that he assaulted them. And, and they just take them to jail now. You're yeah. not allowed to fly a flag upside down. Mm-hmm. And again, now it's becoming policy. They're not bothering about laws. It's our policy to do this. And it's our policy knows. you can't videotape in New York. Mm -hmm. It's our I, policy to take your children. It's well, our... I, I did an interview with Butch Chancellor, uh, whose wife had been in the hospital, and they wanted to put her in a hospice. And he managed to get uh, her back because they did a show on them, and they bombarded that hospital with emails and letters. Tell us briefly about that story. Well, uh, ten years ago, he'd taken his wife in the hospital. She looked, she looked a little bit dizzy. And in the hospital, um, they brought out a top surgeon who was doing experimental surgery who basically drilled two holes through her brain to relieve pressure and left her paralyzed and with short-term memory. And then they kicked her out at that time. So he, he took care of her for ten years. Then recently, she had to go in. She had some kidney problems, kidney stones. And they decided they wanted her back in again because, you see, it's a business. The healthcare industry is a business. 
Oh, well, they admit it now, and I'm not saying there aren't some good individual doctors, but the system, well, the Rockefellers took it over in the 20s, and mm-hmm. then you can, I actually found the, the university documents where they put money into how to spread cancer through vaccines, yeah. how, to, how to put in a crystallized form cancer to spread it, and look, now it's up since the 20s, 3,000%, Ellen. Oh, yes, but I've got, I've got the videotape of the talk that was given by Dr. Salk and his, ta- his staff, the guy who did the polio vaccine, uh, and they admitted, he admitted right in it, he says, oh yeah, we knew we were putting cancer uh, viruses in, there was over four, uh, 100 uh, cancer viruses, simian viruses, that could only create cancer, there's no other function in every polio shot, he admitted that. And then I went into his history, and Dr. Salk was one of the leaders of the whole eugenicist movement. Why was the wolf coming out to help the public? Well, there's a lot of evidence now showing he actually, that they actually released the polio itself. Absolutely. So they created these problems. But getting back to Butch, he's got his wife back through because we did some shows on him. And uh, he had a visit a few nights ago from a social worker who lied about the department. He got his video camera, went to the door. Start over. Your phone, your phone cut out. Start over. Yeah. A few days ago, he got a visit from the social worker department. And uh, at least that's what she said she was from, this, this feminazi type. And uh, he went and grabbed his video camera and went to the door. And uh, two cops appeared from either side of the door. Now they're coming to your door for a social work visit with policemen. Well, let's stop right there. In 1900, the British created social workers nationwide to be spies in the community, uh, to sterilize, and in England actually kill people quietly who had any type of mental illness or deformity. And so that was then brought here. Social workers are their social change agents. They are literally the front-line core of this. Well, absolutely. And, and you cannot get a straight answer from them. These public servants, as they call themselves, you can't get a straight answer. They lie as to what department they came from. Uh, they're, they're leaving no card, calling card, or business, or any ID. And after they'd gone, uh, Butch tried to get even the police report, uh, which is supposed to be get, uh, public information, and he couldn't get the police report either. Well, now, coast to coast, they're going to the smallest towns and going, we want you to fight terrorists, and people go to the meetings, it says it in the paper, oh, you're here, you're here actually to fight crime and spy yeah. on your neighbors, and we're going to give you file-in points, log-in points, to just report on your neighbors routinely uh, at these files, and you can get some money to do this. I mean, they're setting up people just to report on neighbors. What are your neighbors doing? I mean, it's, it's already going, folks. It's, it's, it's already happening. It's, it's actually worse than that because... What I found out was for the last 50 years that uh, civil servants who often intermarry on the federal level, uh, they're another uh, interbred uh, crew and have been for a few hundred years. When they semi-retire, they're, they're given training to go into communities and they're given housing. Oh, no, it's worse than that. They, exactly. They get bonus checks and are continually paid for doing just a few hours a week work, and they're literally funded to become the sheriffs, the police chiefs, yeah. the heads of the environmental groups. Exactly. All of those, the NGOs, and they set up committees in your local area, and then they collect the data on every individual in that area. They've been doing that for years. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've run into them. They'll just admit, I mean, I've had them before, like they're doing the old lady act real friendly to me, yeah. and all of a sudden, if they see you don't have a camera, they'll get you by the arm and kind of pinch you and go, you just better stop what you're doing. They'll even show their teeth. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, I guess it's a gang thing. They love the evil. Well, and I they know. love that the cattle can't see them. They just revel that you can't see them, folks. Well, one of them in, in the last place I lived uh, was collecting data from even the dog catcher. 
on all the local inhabitants, every pet that they had. All this stuff was going in. It's worse than that. The carpet cleaners, the, yeah. the, the, the plumbers are spying on you. Hmm. And, folks, don't get paranoid about this. Get angry. Get a family plumber, somebody you trust. Work in our own communities. Uh, I mean, the good point is we're waking up. Well, a lot of folks are waking up now and aren't going along with this. Uh, but, uh, and, and, by the way, they say in this article, they say Al-Qaeda on Fox News is sure to hit us in the next 90 days, but it says just be paranoid, don't ever go the same route to work. Now, when they say that on Fox News, they're wanting you to habitualize and ritualize being personally afraid. That's why they have terror drills and report real terror happen, creates that, you know, that basic psychological image. Can you speak to that? I mean, on its face, that doesn't keep you safe from terror, taking different routes every day, unless terrorists were targeting you specifically. They know that. It's just trying to get people to habitualize this fear. It is. You see, this, is, this technique was tried and tested in the Soviet Union. And uh, Solzhenitsyn talked about it, how they set it up there, and how it's now set up here. The same techniques of fear and terror and impending doom, and, and, and terror's going to hit you at any moment, was used and tested uh, at the Soviet Union. It's even better here because there's more media coverage here to indoctrinate you. But that's but why four years ago they hired Primakov, the former head of the KGB, in mainstream news to help set up Homeland Security, and Marcus Wolf, the head of the Stasi. That's exactly right. Uh, this is amazing. They've actually brought the experts in from our supposed arch enemies to do the same thing here. Because it really, as we know, there was no such thing as a, a big bad bear over there in Russia. It was all set up and funded from the West. But it was a great experimental tank to test the subjects of whole populations and see how they react. That's why they hope to have it work here even more perfectly since it's been tried and tested and all the problems ironed out. But once you have a society uh, that's living in, in fear, no one looks at anyone else on the street. As mo as, that's what happened in Moscow. No one dared look at your neighbor as you pass them by. You looked at the sidewalk and the pavement. Uh, then you have a society uh, where there's no communication between the people, and then the, the ones at the top communicate directly to them via the TV. And, and then you've got a class of psychopath cops that just run around enjoying themselves. Oh, there's no doubt now. Uh, you, you see it uh, get on these right checks that you see in town. It's become habitual now. Each time they have a holiday weekend, they're out there, uh, not just uh, with their breathalyzers or smelling your breath, which, again, is, a, is a, an aggressive instinct. When a man shoves his face through your windshield and sniffs your, your two inches from your nose to see if you're drinking, that's an aggressive act. And that's getting in your space, and that's only training you so when they put hands on you to take yeah. you to an execution center, you'll go. Exactly. It's, it's, it's truly an, an aggressive Well, that's act. what the rubber bullets and the black uniforms are with the images of fire shooting out. They're getting us ready for Tiananmen Squares, mowing us down in mass. We're being conditioned to accept that image. Yes. And again, as you probably see, and this is what really gets people upset, gets, gets everyone upset, most people today are buckling under... And when you tell them, look, you're getting no privacy, they don't mind. That tells you something's happened to their brains. They don't mind. Well, by the way, they admit, this is not a conspiracy, folks. Mainstream universities will teach you when you take RTF that, of course, they're subliminals. It's in billboards. Uh, it's in any highly produced TV program. And, 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 and they've had mainstream articles about it where most of the time it's Satan, death, blood, kill your baby, death, death, death. Uh, and they explain to them why they put death, death, death into the TV show. Yes, every, see, everyone is again afraid of this 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 death thing, 
especially in today's society, death used to be pretty well understood even by youngsters a hundred years ago because we took care of our dying in our own family homes and we matured much earlier and we had more respect for life because we handled the death of the loved ones around us, our grandmas and grandparents. That's actually a very holy thing. Very holy. Now today everything is sterilized, your meat comes into the grocers, uh, all packaged and nice and people don't know what that animal went through or how it got there. Uh, when, when grandpa dies, it's in the hospital, and then the undertaker's got them all dressed up for a couple of days. And he just disappears. We just warehouse him and let him die. And bed yeah. stores, the humanity, the, the, the adoring the elders is gone. The literal, the literal humanity being ripped out. And of course, the eugenicists started transhumanism. I want to give you four or five minutes on the other side. Uh, to talk about that, but the transhumanists, I mean, they are incredibly wicked, and they say, oh, the gloriousness of merging with machines. Actually, it is humanity being destroyed. It is, absolutely. It's a new race of people to be created as better servants. Which is what the elite always said. They would create a master race for themselves, and then a servant sub-race, and then kill the rest. That's right. 30 seconds. Speak to transhumanism. Yeah, this has been on the go for 50 years, mainly through the science fiction writers who take their orders for their stories um, from the futurist society that's the big one that's the one that gives us predictive programming from Tavistock and they fund these guys to write them in novels make it sound very exciting and that's how it works then they get the awards they get the publishing deals that's actually come out in the news before Again, guiding everything. Star Trek with the UN symbol. All of it, ladies and gentlemen. All mass programming. Unbelievable. We are facing the greatest threat to humanity ever. We've got to pray that the Spirit of the Lord be with us against this evil. Because that's the only thing that can prevail. Folks, you're living in the middle of a nightmare science fiction movie for real. Believe me, I wish it wasn't true. There's very few of us that actually have a great knowledge of what's going on. And I'll tell you, I learn more every month now than I knew in the previous year. Alan, how do we get out of this nightmare? How do we uh, turn this thing around? How do we stand up and expose the transhumanists and show people what this real agenda is? I, I think well, what they're going for really is, you, you probably know, they're going for the youngsters. They always bypass the older generation because they're always looking towards the future. And it's the youngsters who are already watching cartoons uh, with uh, their heroes being with brain chips and all this kind of thing, the special powers. People have to start to communicate with the young. And then, and, well, I agree. Very quickly, interface with the young. Also, the, how the schools have been turned into prisons, yeah. thumb scanning to get lunches. Go ahead. And, and they've got to start this because if they don't, it's game over. It's the, it's the up and coming young ones that are really targets for the biggest changes. And we Cameras are, are now generation. in thousands of school bathrooms. I mean, that's 1984. It, They're learning good. to go to bathroom with a camera. Yeah, yeah training them to, for adulthood, actually. They're training them for their adulthood in a totally controlled society where everyone is watched 24 hours a day. And that's why they start them off at school with this, to get them used to the idea. So they think there's nothing wrong with it when they grow up. We need to create a counter-youth movement, which we've really done organically, but to consciously go in and... Because if you explain to the youth, those that haven't been ruined by mercury and other toxins, how they're being manipulated, then they can see it, and can't the enemy's propaganda then work against them? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the, 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 the wondrous thing about what I'm doing here. I, get, I do get so much feedback from the young who stop beating their own heads against the walls and blaming themselves for not making it in the system 
the system that, that, that's drastically changing. That's the number one thing. Man, we were on the same page. Folks, you don't have to make a bunch of money. You are adequate. You're not inadequate. Stop trying to be cool. All of that is scientifically crafted to destroy you. Go ahead, Alan. Yeah, and once you start putting the pieces together, or at least you're helping them to do it, uh, everything suddenly becomes clear. And the, the younger they are, actually, the, the faster they can grab a hold of all of this and understand it when it's presented to them in the right fashion. And they become active. They become active, and then they start telling their friends. And, and, and uh, they've got more chance waking their friends up in the young generation than the, the older ones have, actually. And bottom line, folks, when you wear... I'm not, I don't care what, how you dress. That doesn't matter to me. The point is the media and the government tell you to dress in a certain way. They tell you it's cool. Then the cops are taught that that's an enemy uniform right. to be alerted on. It, it's like they're pit bulls that have been trained to attack what you're wearing. Uh, Alan, do you agree with that? Absolutely. A, a man at the FBI Academy uh, sent me a whole bunch of all these logos that the gangs use throughout the United States. They're all very high occultic Masonic logos, and they all agree that these children did not invent, invent these logos themselves. They were done by very clever people above them uh, to, 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 uh, so that they could join these gangs. Gangs were very important to disrupt society and to, to keep it going. And then they put the your child problem. in jail for petty no reasons, then yeah. they get initiated into the gang or they get raped. Yeah, See, and, then, and, and the and police love it because the police can then recruit more cops all the time to control the whole of society. <laughs> and then they actually recruit, uh, also recruit out of the gangs. Uh, Alan Watt, got to have you back up. Thanks for all the time. It's a pleasure. Yeah. You bet. We'll have you up soon again. God bless everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Get out there and take on the New World Order.